quite soft-spoken. Are you able to hear me all right with the mic? Yeah. Okay. No. The back is a little bit difficult. Um, Not loud enough. Can we a little bit louder? Keep talking. Okay. How's that for you now? Yes? Hmm. So I'm sitting here uh, quietly for just a moment. Uh, I'm just feeling um, a lot of gratitude listening to the cars passing by and feeling the sense of the city around us for the sense of this uh, quiet space uh, of us sitting and gathered here together peacefully on this United Nations International Day of Peace, uh, gathered together in peace, undertaking the precepts together which, uh, which protect our world and uh, Oh, lead to so much less fear and so much less uh, trouble and angst and difficulty and affliction in our own hearts and in our relationships and uh, uh, that much of a contribution to peace in our entire society and world. Uh, this, as Ayananda Bodhi was saying, this bearing witness of a different way to be in the world, of uh, not not feeling that we absolutely have to uh, do things the way that so many other people are doing them or speak in the way that so many others are speaking or even think and abide in our own hearts and our, our minds and these bodies in the same way that so many others are, uh, sometimes frantically, hectically, in fragmented ways, uh, deeply conflicted, afflicted, um, looking at things driven by, you know, driven by greed, driven by wanting, driven by uh, various kinds of conflicts and aversions, some of them going on generation after generation, back and forth and around and around, and that there, there is another way to live as human beings, uh, to abide as human beings, as humanity, uh, together on this planet, uh, this beloved and, uh, and so beautiful planet on which we've incarnated together. Uh, just a moment before with uh, uh, Danny and Julian holding uh, baby Leo Ananda, I was just um, feeling uh, really very touched that with uh, Leo's crying, 
that all of us in this room together, there was this mood of growing compassion, of deep loving kindness, of pervading his little body and mind with loving kindness and compassion and sympathy and wishes for his well-being, wishes for his happiness. And I could just feel this so much in the body, even down to like underneath the uh, belly button, the umbilical cord, like the root of the, our, our life and our embodiment in this body that we feel so, so strongly um, with connection to new birth and, uh, and new life and realizing in other circumstances, in other contexts, that the response would not be the same as what we all just experienced right here. Remembering times in the airport not so long ago or in the bus station or the train station or you know on the, the highway with the people in the car next to or visiting a family and being with family members and baby starting to cry very different responses different responses and so so common and feeling you know so so pained uh, also out of sympathy but by people not not knowing another way to be with expressions of pain of the body and of the heart that are ever so natural is for a young child to be crying or when someone is in grief or when someone has lost someone or over the difficult things that may be happening in our world or one in one way or another and not knowing how to be how to sit with that and be mindful and not be frozen be able to to sit and be present with and be loving and compassionate and and caring and to be able to radiate outwards and even to direct that love and care and just realizing what a profound thing that is to be in a space where almost everybody in this space knows how to do this and we know how to do this together and this is such a beautiful and incredible thing I was further reflecting that uh, not not only with our babies not only with our children with our uh, with with young life or with sickness or with aging or with death or with environmental uh, catastrophes or or social and political uh, difficulties uh, angst struggles and uh, and violence that uh, not only uh, do we learn this with the very young but we learn this with ourselves our own bodies in relationship with others and even we're beginning to learn how to touch into this on the social level because there are so many ways in which there's kind of sometimes like a hidden uh, violence and less mindfulness and care uh, is brought to uh, bear upon that subject. I was further reflecting on uh, uh, violence against women uh, Certainly there's plenty of violence against men, but also in terms of social systems uh, upon sometimes very subtle or uh, insidious kind of uh, underlying or uh, psychic violence that just plays out in the, the systems that we've inherited. Sometimes we can think again that we are uh, like we might turn away not knowing what to do or might speak harshly as with the young babies when they cry, uh, not knowing any other way. But also for all of us here, we've learned another way uh, to be with this, how to be mindful and caring, and then peacefully proactive in our actions of body, our actions of speech, 
our actions of mind and heart, which is exactly what we're expressing here uh, together uh, today. Because these actions are not actions that uh, uh, are just a nothing, but they are the fabric of our life and our experience of our life together. And they are very much a part of what the Buddha's teaching and the practice of the Buddha's teaching is in this time. Uh, now here in the society. With the uh, changing of the weather today, with the first big rain, I was reflecting back and remembered back to just one decade ago, just 10 years ago, here in this very area, uh, coming back here from Asia. And at that time, uh, I met a number of people who had some pain in their heart or angst in their heart or longing in their heart with regards our Buddhist women's monastic community, uh, particularly in Theravada Buddhism. Because at that time in this area there were Korean bhikkhunis, but how many of us have had contact with them or know them or our lives are, are deeply involved with them? We come together sometimes but largely move in different spheres. There were Chinese tradition bhikkhunis, there were Vietnamese tradition bhikkhunis, and yet for our tradition, uh, in this tradition together, there wasn't. And there was this sense of loss, of loss, of loss of something very precious. Uh, in this tradition that was there originally, and uh, we, we didn't, didn't know what could be done, what could be done about this. And sometimes these things that are big in the social system seem too big to be able to do anything. And yet, a few people, a few people with dedicated hearts and with vision, even the mind, to just give it a go. And why not just give it a little bit of a try and just see? Uh, and, you know, not so many, but a significant number of people, enough people who were able to be with that, be with that angst and be with that longing and be with that sense of loss in, oh, not turning away, not just turning away not just saying the kind of things that we say when we don't know what to do that's better and so we just kind of speak, oh, it's like against something. Not really because we're against, but just be because we don't know what we can do. And it seems too big and it seems too hard. And yet, there have been that significant number of friends and uh, those amongst you here who have had the sense that maybe there can be something done, or just to act on the goodness of the heart in the ways that are natural to our practice, in being supportive, in being loving, in caring for one another, in helping one another, in uplifting one another, and knowing deeply that this is right in the Buddha's teaching to do this, and that if there's any kind of social system that says, no, you shouldn't do that because of this or that or the other thing, that something's gone awry, something's gone off, something has gone a little bit astray, means the system and the heart 
the meaning of the heart, the deep meaning that we touch into in our practice and we begin to embody more and more in every sphere of our life. When the heart speaks in that kind of way, you know the natural thing is for us to be able to express what we know is right then. And I feel like this is one of the, the, great, the great examples. I remember sitting in the Thai temple a decade ago and someone coming up to me and saying, you know, why aren't we doing this for you? <laughs> why, why don't we have bhikkhunis sitting there? Why can't we do this? And kind of hard question to answer, to tell the tale of the world, you know? All of the history and her story. And yet the story is there. And the story continues to be written, and we are living the story, and we are writing the story by our choiceful actions, our intentional actions, uh, that manifest the natural goodness and beauty of the human heart right now. We're doing that right now together. This is one way that it manifests in the care for a young child when crying, another way in care for so many other things in the world and how we meet and how we respond to them according to the movement of that most blessed and excellent good heart that becomes freed uh, through this practice as we touch into it and get down through the layers it comes forth and is freed. So I am uh, I'm so happy that we sit in this space of peace together here, that all of us have touched the Buddha's teaching, and the Buddha's teaching is touching us, touching into our lives, and that as we live it, that we're experiencing the benefits in so many ways, including the active manifestation of the what was the dream 10 and 20 years ago of so many people that they would be able to do something so simple as an alms offering for their local bhikkhuni sangha. <laughs> Such a simple thing, just to legitimately be able to offer a piece of saffron cloth <laughs> and legitimately be able to be able to accept it and rejoice together and share in uplifting one another together in the way that uh, the Buddha himself laid out for our Sangha in these four assemblies of the Buddha's disciples, male and female, monastic and lay, all drawing near to the Buddha, to the Dhamma and the teachings, and becoming Sangha, drawing near to the Sangha and becoming Sangha uh, themselves uh, together, so that however our heart uh, deeply inclines in this practice, that there is a living example for us of a woman or of a man who is in that role, a shining and leading example in that role that we identify with because of how our heart inclines. No one in that role any better than any other, uh, but in each way that our heart might incline, there being a, a shining example there to let us know, yes, not a no that blocks off the path for us, but a yes, this path is open for you, and there is an heir of the Buddha who is passing that inheritance on to you, handing that inheritance to you, so that you can step into the, the mode of practice that your heart inclines to, and be uh, affirmed, and be uh, appreciated, 
and be supported uh, in that in that mode of practice and like receive the full your full uh, inheritance in this teaching and uh, in this path of practice with all of its benefits and all of its fruits that the system not block you in any way but that the system support you and affirm you fully in this uh, whoever you are whether you're a man or a woman or you aspire to monastic life or you love the opportunities that the lay form provides for you the special and unique opportunities that this pr uh, form provides for you wherever your heart is at so I feel like this is um, deep in the heart of the great meaning of the Buddha in establishing a fourfold Sangha, a fourfold assembly, and for us as bhikkhunis uh, to reclaim our ancient heritage of fully awakened women monastics, women's monastic community, the Sangha, the companionship, the association, the communion together with those who are like-minded, touching into that root of full awakening for women on the path, for being full-fledged and legitimate uh, heirs and disciples of the Buddha. Uh, so I'm so glad to see us doing this. Uh, I very much appreciate, I want to anumodhana uh, everyone for their courage to overcome all kinds of kilesas, any and all kinds of afflictions in their own heart, uh, anything that binds or obstructs the natural goodness, purity, beauty of the heart, and the path that that calls us to. I wish that as we've gathered together today to support one another, that our dedication for ourselves in the path and to one another, for one another, for each other's upliftment, uh, for gathering together in peace and harmony and applying our minds to this Dhamma, I wish that this way be open for us as fully as it can be in this human world and that this last for as long as can be as all of us in our practice of the path and our tasting and discovering and knowing the fruits of it are, are manifesting this way uh, in the world together. The Buddha's gift, we hold this gift, we pass on this gift to the present and to our future generations. I wish that this may last as long as possible and may be as, as full as possible. I want to thank you very much for uh, each one of your participation uh, in this today, for your courage, uh, for your heart, for showing up, for being here together, yes? <laughs> because that's <laughs> just showing up with ourselves in these bodies and minds and then coming together in this kind of way and doing what seems right. That's already at least half of it, if not more. Uh, so.